Today is Tuesday, April 25th. The title for our devotional is The Cross, Christ's Enthronement. Yesterday we launched our week talking about how we like to order up a little a bit of God's power without following Jesus' method of attaining power, using power like he did, or even knowing that whatever power we have is entirely sourced in God. Like Jesus tells Pilate, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. You can find that in John 19, 11. One of the major themes of, God, of Mark's gospel is Jesus' ascension to the throne. We're going to look at Mark's gospel and some of the major th- and how this theme plays out throughout the whole gospel today. So we're just going to see some snippets here and there of Mark's gospel, but we're going to track this theme all the way through. Mark begins his gospel with a definitive declaration and stated purpose for his gospel. Mark 1.1 says the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. The rest of his gospel is revealing this statement to be true. Even the word gospel here, translated good news, was a king and kingdom term. It was often used in the Roman world to announce a new Caesar, or victory in battle, or Caesar's birthday. Even in the opening statement then, Mark is pointing the readers to the divine nature and the kingship of Jesus. Mark quickly dives into Jesus' primary message in Mark 1.15, says, The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. There again, we see the term gospel or good news, which we just referenced, and also the kingdom of God has come near. This was Jesus' primary message again, and it's kingly language. We often miss it because this language is so familiar, but of course, uh, he's talking about a kingdom and a king. How Jesus attains this kingship, however, is quite different than what was to be expected. Jesus heals the sick, as Mark documents. He casts out demons. He forgives sins. He calms the sea. The big question Mark is driving at is found in the disciples' question in Mark 4.41. Who is this? They ask. Even the wind and the waves obey him. There's great confusion about him and very mixed responses to him and his message in the kingdom of God. The pivotal point of the gospel is in Mark 8 when Jesus asks his disciples who they think he is. Peter jumps in with the answer, you are the Messiah. But Jesus warns them not to tell anyone about him. The two most likely reasons for this are that people's misconceptions about the Messiah and that Jesus was waiting for the cross and resurrection to fully reveal who he is. Jesus begins chipping away at the disciples' misconceptions about the Messiah immediately. They had perceived of the Messiah as a conquering king who would overthrow the Romans and reinstate Israel to sovereignty and power. Yet God's plan for the Messiah is quite different. We're going to read a good chunk here in Mark 8, 31 through 9, 1. Says This is immediately after Peter's uh, declaration that Jesus is the Messiah, which he rightfully says so, but he has a misconception about the Messiah. Jesus goes right into this. He says, Who then began to, He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can you give in exchange for your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, In this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. 
And he said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. Here, Messiah is the suffering servant of Isaiah 52 and 53, not the conquering king as Peter and the other disciples had perceived him to be. Jesus is reframing their perspective, and they, they struggle to get it. The transfiguration immediately follows this. Quite the contrast, right? Jesus predicts that he is going to suffer and die, and his disciples are going to do the same. Then he reveals his majesty and splendor to Peter, James, and John on the mountain of transfiguration. Again, he's indicating that he has power in himself, yet he is still submitting to the will of the Father and going to the cross, which is his means of attaining power, or his method or road of attaining power. Jesus even says to the Sanhedrin when he's being questioned, Mark 14, 61 and 62, again, the high priest asked him, are you the Messiah, the son of the blessed one? I am, Jesus said, and you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven. Jesus even confirms his identity to Pilate later in Mark 15, 2. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. You have said so, Jesus replied. In the crucifixion account, we read that the Roman soldiers in Mark put a purple robe on him, that is, the color of royalty. They put a crown of thorns on him. They mock him by saying, Hail, King of the Jews. The charge written above him was the King of the Jews. He is lifted up on a cross as a king will be lifted up to their throne. All of this is pointing us to the cross being the enthronement of Jesus, the Messiah, the suffering servant. For additional content, of links to the Bible Project video on Mark which summarizes uh, everything that I just went through with pictures and stuff as well. So I'd encourage you to give that a watch. Reflection time today, I invite you to just picture or just grasp, as Mark does in his gospel, that Jesus' crucifixion is his enthronement, 